So if I ask you what do you think the biggest technological roadblocks may be in short term and the long term for soft robotics field? So yeah, as as a uh, as an organic materials chemist, um, I, I you know if you have you have, I have one tool and and this is this is my uh, this is my 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 nail the one tool is a hammer the um, I I would say that that eliminating viscoelastic effects improving linearity uh, of the materials themselves that's a, that's a key challenge I think for a long time there was an idea that you had to untether a soft robot because you know there's always some uh, you know some uh, pneumatics that are kind of off camera that are powering the the device. Um, that's not probably not going to be entirely necessary because I think that uh, instantiations of soft robotics that are that are sort of most um, immediately commercially applicable will be integrated into traditionally hard robotic systems where you might have a soft robotic. Uh, appliance that uh, that can be powered on board by the hard components. So I think that's maybe a le less of a big deal than so I, the, the idea of, of, of tethering is uh, or untethering is uh, not as big a deal as some people uh, think it might be. Um, and uh, other other challenges. Uh, we'll, we'll leave it there for now. Yeah, I think you said something very interesting and you may be the first one to say it. You want that to eliminate viscoelastic and make the material linear. I think that's very interesting. And um, thank you for highlighting that. But uh, as your supervisor, Professor Josh Weissaitis, he said in the podcast that nonlinearities can bring opportunities to the material. And I think it's interesting because even for any conductive polymer, it has viscoelastic behavior and it's it, they have higher rank modulus and at the same time they are soft. So why do you think that we have to omit viscoelastic um, property and make it linear? Why do you think that? Yeah, so far far be it for me to dispute anything that uh, that George Whiteside said on this uh, on this podcast. Um, but I think we're talking about uh, two well two types of of nonlinearities. There's sort of the useful nonlinearity of uh, of buckling and snap through effects, and those are actually cases where you can leverage these huge nonlinearities for an effect that you just can't get in a you know in a metal slab or a piece of silicon. Uh, however, there are uh, confounding effects, uh, nonlinearities, um, for, uh, and, and those have to do with viscous loss in polymeric materials and also, um, you know, uh, uh, response times that are short, that are, that are longer than one might hope for. Uh, and also the fact that uh, the, 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 stiffness of the material or the stiffness of a robotic appliance uh, will not be linearly elastic over presumably much of its usable range. So PDMS will be linear for, you know, at most 10% of its uh, of its stress strain curve. Um, and, uh, and then all all bets are off and, and viscoelastic effects are, are quite well known if, if you take a um, a penny and you put it on oh well this is you know creep if you, if you take a penny and you have uh, you know in the United States Abraham Lincoln's 
head on it and you put it on the PDMS and a day later you take the penny off, that impression will be in the PDMS for for days, you know, in the absence of an external, you know, restoring force. So this is a this is a serious problem for conventional silicone uh, elastic.